I say it. Wasn't that beautiful? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. I'm proud of you girls. The whole team, good, good job. Good job. Amen. All right. We're going to dismiss our team. Uh, not team. Lord. Let me get off the word team for a moment. We're going to dismiss our children's church, Brother David. Amen. I'm, I'm about to promote you, but I'm trying not to. <laughs> our children's church. Amen. Give our children a big hand as they get ready to go. Amen. Praise the Lord. Send all them babies back there. Amen. Let them have a good time today. Praise the Lord. Amen. Rest of us, turn your Bibles to the book of Joshua chapter 10 and verse 12. Somebody around here tell me what faith does. Well, it ain't fair when you put it on the screen, ain't it? I'm trying to test their memory, and all they got to do is read. Amen. So help me out again. What does faith do? Faith believes. Faith speaks. And then faith acts. This will be part four of this series. I would like to wrap it up today, but you know I'm not going to rush the Holy Spirit. Amen? Joshua chapter 10, looking at verse 12 through 14. Joshua chapter 10, look at verse 12 through 14. When you get there, I'll ask you to stand for a reading of God's Word. If you didn't bring your Bible, just look on the screen. There it is. Amen. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> then, Josh, then spoke Joshua to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel. And he said in the sight of Israel, Son... Stand thou still upon Gibeon, and thou moon in the valley of Echelon, and sun stand still, and the moon stayed, until the people had avenged themselves upon their enemies. Is not this written in the book of Joshua? So the sun stood still in the midst of the heavens, and has not gone down about the whole day. And there was no day like it before it or after it, that the Lord hearkened unto the voice of a man, for the Lord fought for Israel. Father, we thank you this morning. Lord, we thank you for the beautiful singing that we heard today, God. We thank you for the beautiful anointing that we feel in this church this morning. And Father, we thank you for all the beautiful souls that's come to worship you today and to be with us in service. And Father, we ask you to hide your servant behind the cross, Lord, this morning. Lord, that you would open up our hearts and our minds to receive and to comprehend what thus saith the Lord this morning. Father, that nobody walks out of here the way they walked in. But we walked out changed. We walked out full of faith, God, today. Build our faith, O oh God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said... Amen and amen. Hallelujah. So Joshua spoke to the sun and the moon and said, Stand still. You see, there was a difference between what Moses did. And last week I told you how God commanded Moses to speak to the rock because the children of Israel needed water. And God said, Speak to the rock, and the rock is going to give you the water for the Israelites. But instead, Joshua was getting angry. He was getting a little frustrated. Has anybody ever got frustrated? Anybody got a little frustration? Anybody got a little anger problem every now and then? You see, this was Joshua. He was aggravated. And he even called them rebels. He said, these rebels, you rebels. So Joshua, I mean, so Moses is upset. And in Moses' upsetness, he disobeyed God, took his rod, hit the rock twice, and then water gushed out. But that was a disobedient uh, from what God had actually instructed him to do. God said, speak to the rock. 
Because of the disobedience that Moses displayed, he was no longer qualified and allowed to go to the promised land. Listen to me. Moses was no longer qualified to lead the children of Israel across the Jordan River and to go into the promised land. He lost the qualification. But Joshua learned a valuable lesson that day. Joshua was right there, saw the whole thing, knew that God had spoken to Moses and said uh, to hit the rock. Turn, turn me down a little bit more, honey. Moses told him to do that. But he saw what happened and he saw what disqualified Moses. So look at what Joshua did here. Go back to the scriptures. Look at what Joshua did in Joshua chapter 10 and verse 12. Then spoke Joshua to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel. And he said in the sight of, of Israel, Son, stand thou still upon Gibeon and upon the moon in the valley of Echelon. And the sun stood still and the moon stayed the whole day. The whole day. The sun did not moon. The move, the moon did not moon. So you, how many of y'all took, took a little science in school and you know and you understand that our earth is spinning? Actually, our earth is spinning and we're actually moving at about a thousand miles per hour when you calculate. It's amazing how gravity works and how God has got all of this worked out in his word. We are actually moving through space at a thousand miles per hour. That's pretty, that's pretty amazing. Eh? That's amazing. How many of y'all feel it? Y'all feel the earth moving? We don't feel nothing. Amen. But yet we are. And we know this because the earth goes around in a circle. We know that the sun does not, the sun does not move, but the earth is moving. And that's why we have day and night. And we know we have our seasons because we are actually moving forward, not moving backward. Boy, that a preach right there. Amen. We need to move forward and not go backwards. Amen. Even the earth is moving forward. Praise God. I preach, sister. Even the earth is moving forward. Amen. And the earth is moving forward and making a big old circle around that sun. So here's where we get our seasons at. So think about this. In the entire day, Joshua looks at the sun and says, stand still. Moon, stand still. The earth stood still. And yet the earth did not fall apart. Scientists will tell you that's physically impossible. That once the earth stops, gravity will stop and we'll all start floating away and everything will be chaos and everything will be destroyed. But yet on that day, on that day, at the voice of a man, not the voice of a God, a voice of a man, not the voice of Jesus Christ, but the voice of Joshua, the man, he spoke to the sun, spoke to the moon, and said, stand still. And then the rest of the story tells us how they had enough time to overcome their enemy. Now let me share something with you right there. How many of y'all know that nothing is impossible with God? How many of you know that God can do anything He wants to do? God could have just as easily snapped His finger and wiped out the entire army of the Amorites that day and Joshua would have had to do nothing. Are you with me? But notice that God did not do that and yet God was there with them while they fought the battle but they had to fight the battle. Let me say it again. Faith believes, faith speaks, and faith acts. You see, Joshua believed the word of God. 
when the word of God, when God said to Moses, speak to the rock and water will come out. Joshua believed that he could speak to something and it would take place. So Joshua acted on what he knew in God. He believed God. He spoke to the sun, spoke to the moon. Now, I assure you, Joshua did not go to your science class and probably had no idea of how these things work. Probably had no idea. He probably thought the sun was the one moving and the earth was standing still. Praise God. Remember, because back in those days, they thought the earth was flat. Amen? Not too long ago, Christopher Columbus, they, oh, don't, don't sell too far, brother. You'll fall off the edge of the earth. Amen? Praise the Lord. If they just read their Bible, it says plainly in Isaiah that the earth is round. I don't know why they didn't just read their Bible. Praise the Lord. They had it right there and right the whole time. Amen? But most Joshua, he believed God and then he acted. He spoke. You have got to learn to prophesy over your situation. You have got to learn to speak to your mountain. Jesus said in Mark 11, speak to your problem. Speak to your mountain. Jesus Everywhere Jesus went to bring healing, he would speak to the fever. He stood over the body of the mother-in-law of Peter. He did not speak to her. He spoke to the fever inside of her and said, get out. Amen. 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 He would not speak to the demon-possessed person. He would speak to the demon inside the person and said, get out. You've got to learn to speak to your problem. Listen, that means you've got to learn to speak to your light bill. If your light bill is your problem, speak to it. If your job is your problem, speak to it. If your heart is your problem, speak to it. Come on, somebody. If your knee is your problem, speak to it. If your children are your problem, speak to them. Speak. Speak to the Spirit that's influencing them. You've got to learn to speak to the sun and the moon like Joshua did. Speak to your problem. Joshua needed more time. He was speaking to time. It wasn't about the planet called the sun or the planet called the moon. He was speaking about time. Joshua needed more time. He says, I need more daylight. I need more opportunity. That I need more time to conquer the enemy. Notice that God did not step out of heaven and say, Joshua, step aside. I'm going to take care of this. Yet the Bible says it rained down. It rained down fire and brimstone from heaven and killed just as many, if not more, than the children of Israel killed the sword that day. So God was fighting with them, but listen, they had to do the fighting too. God is not going to do all of your fighting for you. God is not going to sit you down in your recliner and say, you just take it easy and I'm going to operate everything for you. See, everybody wants easy faith. You want God to do it all and you have no action yourself. You want God to just take care of all your problems and you don't want to have a prayer life. You want God to handle everything, but you don't want to take time to go to church. You want God to handle everything, but you don't want to read your Bible or find out what God's Word's got to say. Amen. So listen, God is not going to give you easy faith. Faith is work. Faith is hard work. You've got to exercise your faith like you're exercising your muscles. Amen. You can't tell it today, Brother Frankie, but at one time my arm was about the size of my leg. It was. Amen. I got, a, I got a little trophy in my, in my office in there where I was in a, a boxing match and I was in the army. And when I was in that boxing match, I mean, I was swelled up pretty, pretty good. But I was in the gym all the time. 
I was bench pressing all the time. I was working out with weights all the time. And let me tell you, when you work out with weights, everybody knows you're going to start getting bigger in your muscles. Your muscles are going to start to exercise. You're going to get bigger. You know? But if you don't exercise, guess what? Your muscles are going to stay small. Right. Am I telling the truth this morning? Right. It's the same thing with your faith. Exercise your faith muscles. And the only way you're going to exercise your faith muscles is you've got to find something to believe for. You gotta find something to believe in, and you gotta learn to act on it. You gotta learn to speak God's word and speak words of faith this morning into your problem. Listen to me, church. A whole generation died in the desert. A whole generation of Israelites died in the desert because they refused to speak words of faith. Instead, they spoke doubt and unbelief. They said, truly the land does flow with milk and honey. Oh, but there's giants in the land and we are not able to overcome them. That's what it says. We've already read those scriptures. You can go back and listen to them. We can go back and listen to them again. But listen, children of Israel refused to act on what God said. See, the problem is everybody doesn't believe God. And when you don't believe God, you're calling God a liar. When you say, well, the word of God works for Sister Bonnie, but it don't work for me, you're calling God a liar. Because your Bible says it'll work for everybody. Your Bible says that God's not a respecter of person. And what He does for one, He'll do for all. But when you stand up and say, well, it don't work for me, you're calling God a liar. And God is not a man that He can lie. When God speaks, it happens. Amen. So if God, if God will bless and heal Sister Elaine of Hartfeb, amen, and we know He has, then He'll reach back there and He'll heal Sister April, whatever she's going through. Because God don't love Elaine more than He loves April. Now listen, April might not be able to get her healing, but that's got nothing to do with Elaine and got nothing to do with God. You see, we are limited not because of God, but because of us. We are limited because of our own Unbelief. Does that make sense? We're limited because of our own unbelief. We've got to learn to stand strong with God. So a whole generation dies in the desert. Only two men, only the two men that had a positive report, only two men that believed God, that said, let us go up now, Caleb and Joshua, let us go up now and possess the land, for we are well able. That's what, that's what Caleb said. We are well able. Caleb was about 40 years old. 40 years the children of Israel had to keep walking in the desert until the doubt generation, the unbelieving Generation, That generation that called God a liar, they had to die out. But their children, whoo, hallelujah. It thrills my heart to see children in church today. It thrills my heart to see teenagers in church today. Because it was the children of those doubting Thomases and Israel. Those children believed God. For 40 years, they were attending Bible study. For 40 years, they were listening to Joshua. Joshua and Caleb never changed their story. They never gave up on faith. They kept telling the children of Israel, you might be 15 now. Oh, but when you get to be 30, our 40 years will be over with, and you're going to walk with me over Jordan, and we're going to possess the land. We're going to cut some giant's hands off. We're going to take them on the sword, we're going to burn their cities, and we're going to conquer Israel because that is our land that God has given 
you or not. For 40 years, Joshua and Caleb were having Sunday schools and Bible studies and special prayer meetings that teach the young generation about the Word of God. My Lord Church, where are you today? We need to be teaching the younger generations. It's time for you to look back at your children, look back at your grandchildren, and support the youth in the church because we need to teach them what thus saith the Lord. That's why Wednesday nights and Thursday nights are so important to the angel and I. Because we know that God is raising up another generation. A generation that's going to worship Him. A generation that's not going to be afraid to call on the things of God. Hallelujah. Turn your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 17. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 17. If you don't have your Bibles, just look on the screen again. There it is. We have in the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believe, and therefore I have spoken. We also believe, and therefore speak. And you get your highlighter. I need to highlight this, underline this, write this out on your notes. We have the same spirit of faith. According as it is written, I believe and therefore I have spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. Now let me remind you the words of Jesus. Jesus said, out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth will speak. What you believe, you will speak. What you really, really, really believe deep down on the inside of you will come out of your mouth. And many times it will come out of your mouth when you don't want it to. Many times it'll come out of your mouth when you don't need it to. You know, like you're in the middle of that doctor's office and he walks out with a bad report, that that then what you really believe is going to come out of your heart. What you really believe, you either believe the report of the Lord or you're going to believe the report of that doctor. What you believe in that courthouse when the ruling is going against you is going to come out of your heart. What you really believe in a moment of your crisis It's what's going to come out of your heart. I'm telling the truth this morning. It's going to come out of your heart what you really believe. What you really believe will always come out of your mouth. You will always speak what you really believe. That's why Jesus said that in abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. Whether it be good or whether it be bad, it will still speak. The problem is we got too much bad talk. We got too much bad doubt going on. We need to learn to get back to God's word and believe what God's word is saying. And when you don't believe what God's word is saying, church, you're calling God a liar. I know you've never looked at it like that before. And you just say, well, I'm working on my faith. I'm trying to believe. I'm trying to believe. But the root cause is you're really calling God a liar. How many of y'all like being called a liar? Burns me up when somebody calls me a liar. Burns me up because I stand against that. I'm totally against that. But that's exactly what we do when we refuse to believe the Word of God. The Word of God is yes and amen. It is the Word of God is yes and amen. From, from the table of contents to the, book, the maps in the book of the back of the Bible, it is yes and amen. God is. And those that believe in God, He will reward them. Amen. Go to Matthew chapter 8 and verse 5. 
Matthew chapter 8 and verse 5. Some of y'all are already upset with me because I didn't, I didn't say you don't believe God and you're calling Him a liar and you don't like it. That's all right. Some people don't like the truth when they hear it. Sometimes the truth hurts a little bit. You ever had anybody tell you that? Sometimes the truth hurts. But you got to know the truth so you can get over it, amen, and get, and get back right with God. Matthew chapter 8 verse 5. And when Jesus was entered to Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me, I say to this man, go, and he goeth, and to another, come, and he cometh, and to my servants, do this, and he doeth it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said unto them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. And I say unto you that many shall come from the east and the west and sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the children of the kingdom shall be cast into outer darkness and there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And Jesus said unto them. Hallelujah. Lost my place there for a second. <laughs> and Jesus said unto said unto this man, Go, and he goeth, and to another come, and he cometh, and to my servant do this, and he doeth it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled. Look at what Jesus is saying. He marveled, and he said unto them that followed him, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, not in Israel, that many shall come from the east and the west, and sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the children of the kingdom shall be cast into outer darkness, and there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And Jesus said unto the satyrian, Go thy way, and as thou hast believed, so be it unto, done unto thee. And his servant was healed in the self same hour. Let's take a, a closer examination of this. Look at what Jesus said to the soldier. He said that this man had great faith. This was not an Israelite man. This was a, this was a Roman soldier. And this Roman soldier had more faith than the church did. Look at that. That's what he said. This man's got more faith than all of Israel has. For he said, You're not, I'm not worthy for you to come and to be under my roof. But I'm a man of authority. When I tell one to go, he goes. All you got to do, Jesus, is speak the word. All you got to do is speak the word, Jesus, and my servant will be healed. Church, all you need is Jesus to speak the word. And look in, and look in your lap, you got a Bible full of Jesus' words right there. You've got Jesus' spoken word right there in that holy Bible. Speak the word and my servant will be whole. Look at what God was telling Moses. Speak to the rock and water will gush out. Speak to the rock and water will gush out. Look at what Joshua did. Spoke to the sun and the moon. Turn to Mark 11 verse 22. Mark chapter 11 verse 22. <clears throat> And Jesus said unto them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart. I did bunch of the heart to mouth speech, remember that? But shall believe that those things which he saith 
shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. This is the words of Jesus. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. And when you stand praying, forgive, if you have ought against any, that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive you of your trespasses. So Jesus is telling us right here to speak to the problem. How many of y'all see that this morning? Speak to the problem. That means our problems can hear us. Listen to me. That means our problems can hear us. When Jesus stood over the mother-in-law of Peter, the fever inside of her heard Jesus speak to it and commanded to leave. The demon possessed people, the demons inside of them heard the voice of Jesus and they were cast out. Look at what it's saying. So your problem can hear you. Speak to your problem. I played football when I was in, when I was in school. My, my grandchildren have a hard time believing that now. But I used to play a little football when I was in school. And I, 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 I knocked my knee completely out of place. And uh, my football coach had a, had, a whole, had a whole film of me out there. And I'm just hopping along and begging the coach to let me in the game. Come on, coach, let me in the game. You're, you know them kind of guys. I ain't got no sins. I ain't had no sins. Let me in the game. I can't hardly walk, but let me in the game. And you know, he finally did because I kept on him. He finally let me in the game, and I'm walking across the field just like I don't know what everybody else was thinking. I don't know what I was thinking, but there it was. Well, ever since then, every now and then, my knee will begin to, I call it a tweak a little bit. It'll begin to hurt. And I look down at it, and I say, knee, because it's this one right here. I said, knee, why are you hurt? I didn't kick you. We didn't play football today. We didn't even run. Why are you hurting? And I laid my hands on it. In the name of Jesus, you stop hurting and come out right now. Amen. And it'll leave. Amen. I get a headache, guess what I do? Take that big old palm right there. I slap it right on my head. In the name of Jesus, headache, come out. Leave. Speak to your problem. Speak to your sickness. Speak to your bank account. Come on. Speak to your job. Speak to your car. Amen. I have been there when I saw I'm about to run out of gas, laid my hands on the dash of the car, and I got no money, and there's no gas station. I'm in the middle of nowhere. I've been there, and they've got to get home. I laid my hands on my car, and I said, God, in the name of Jesus, I need gas in this car to go home. Church, you can, I don't care what you believe. I'm telling you the gospel truth. I watched the needle go up. Now, God didn't fill it up, but the needle went up. And I haven't walked home yet. Haven't walked home yet. Now I'm a little wiser now. I get to about a, you know, that last quarter of a tank. That light comes on. I, my wife, you better get to the gas station. Amen. Amen. But I've seen God do miracles. I've had cars that would not crank. Lay hands on them because you're in the middle of nowhere. You've got to go somewhere. You've got to get home. And, and it fired right up. I've seen great miracles happen with automobiles. I've seen great miracles happen in healing services. I've seen people get healed. I've seen people get touched by the Lord. I have seen problems that were seem like a mountain when you're praying about them the next day seems so small it's not even a hill no more because God got involved. But listen, you've got to learn to speak to your problem. 
You've been given authority in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ over every demon in hell, over every problem on earth. You've been given authority to speak over it. You've even given authority over your teenagers. Hello, mama. I got one mama that said amen. You've got authority over your teenagers, mama. You got authority over those grandbabies, grandma. Oh, Sometimes we got to speak that authority, don't we? We got to speak that authority. Amen. So Jesus tells us to speak to our problem. That means our problems can hear us. But not only do our problems hear us, so do angels. The Bible says we are surrounded by a great company of angels all the time. You are given an angel from the time you were born. You have an angel. The Bible says that our, the children's angels are always before the face of God. Does it not say that? Guess what? Your angel don't go away because you became an adult. Your angel don't disappear. Your angel is still with you. Your guardian angels are still with you. You are surrounded by a great host of angels. And guess what they're doing? When you're talking words of doubt and unbelief, this is what they're doing. I wonder when he's going to get in the Word. I wonder when he's going to give us something to act on. You see, when you're in doubt and unbelief, you are tying your angels up and they can't do nothing for you. But when you get in faith and you speak the words of faith, then you will activate the angels that have been sent to you. Your ministering spirits, your holy angels have been sent to you and assigned to you. When you speak words of faith and you speak words of Jesus, you are activating those angels to go out and do what needs to be done this morning. Amen. Amen. You are activating those angels to go out and do what needs to be done on your behalf. There is a war going on around you all the time. And you need to be in faith to help them fight their battles. I can prove it to you in the book of Daniel. Daniel was fasting for 20, how many days, Frankie? 21 days. The Daniel fast. Somebody say amen. Y'all ready to go back on the Daniel fast with me? Come on. Let me see them hands up. Put those hands in the air. Let's go, let's go on the Daniel fast. What's wrong with this church, Larry? Nobody want to fast with me today. But Daniel was on a fast. But Daniel was on a fast for 21 days. And the angel Gabriel finally got to him after three weeks of fasting. And he said, from the very moment you prayed, I was dispatched to come to you with the message of the end of times that you've been praying for. I come to answer your prayer. From the moment you prayed, but... The prince of Persia, talking about a demonic force that was over the land. The prince of Persia withstood me for 21 days. And, and Gabriel said, I had to call on Michael, the, arch, the archangel of war, to come and to do battle with the prince of Persia so I could get to you. There is a war all on time going around all over the place around you. And the angels need your help to fight for you. And the way you help them is to activate your faith by believing God's word. And activate your mouth by speaking God's word. And then activate your body by acting on God's word. Well, I hope somebody got that because I don't know if I can say that all again. Amen. Amen. Faith believes, faith speaks, and faith acts. Faith believes, faith speaks, and faith acts. I got time for this one too. The book of Hebrews chapter 11. We're going to wrap up this, this sermon, this series this morning. 
So I need you to turn to the book of Hebrews chapter 11. And let's read it. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. In other words, faith is the proof that you have without seeing it. For by it the elders attained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. By which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gift by it being dead yet speaketh. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death. And was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation he had this testimony. That he pleased God. You know church. That should be our desire. That we hear God is pleased with us. But we can only please God by faith. Look at what it says. But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. By faith Noah being warned of God of things not seen as yet moved with fear. Prepared an ark to the saving of his house. By which he condemned the world and became heirs of righteousness which is by faith. By faith Abraham when he was called to go into the place which he should after receive as an inheritance. Obeyed and went out not knowing whether he went. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise. As in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which had foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of child when she was past age. Because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore sprang there even one of him as good as dead, so many as the stars of the sky is multiplied, and as the sands which is by the seashore innumerable. All these died in faith, not having received the promise, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country, And truly, if they had been mindful of the country from which they came out, they might have opportunity to have returned. But now they desire a better country that is a heavenly. Therefore, wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them a city. For faith of Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, and that he had received the promise offered up upon his only begotten son, of whom it was said, that in Isaac shall thy seed be called Accounting that God was able to raise him up, even from the dead. Doesn't that just blow out Hollywood and all those movies you saw about Abraham? Abraham's just boohooing and crying and acting like the end of the world. That is not what happened at all. Read your Bible. Abraham told the servants, me and the lad are going to climb the mountain and worship, and we both are coming back down. He said that before he went up. Read your Bible. By faith. Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning the things to come. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed both of the sons of Joseph and worshiped, leaning on the top of a staff. By faith, Joseph, when he 
when he died, made mention of the departing of the children of Israel and gave commandments concerning his bones. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. By faith, Moses, when he was coming to the years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer the afflictions of the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto recompense of the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Through faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea, as by dry land, which the Egyptians the Satan to do were drowned. By faith the walls of Jericho fell down, for they were encamped about seven days. By faith the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believed not when she had received the spies with peace. Now let me just stop right here and tell you that Rahab was one of the great, 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 great grandmothers of Jesus. Hello? Yeah, ain't that wonderful to know that God can save the sinners? Any sinners in the house today? Oh, no, we ain't got no sinners here today. Okay. By faith, hearted rehab, perish not with them that believe not when she had received the spies with peace. And what shall I say more? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon, of Barak, and Samson, Jephthah, and of, of David also, Samuel, and of the prophets, who through faith, listen to this, who through faith subdued kingdoms, Wrath, righteousness, obtained promises, stop the mouths of lions, quench the violence of fire, escape the edge of the sword. Out of weakness were made strong, wax valiant in fight, turn to flight the, the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead, raised to life again and the others were tortured not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection and others had trials of cruel mockering and scourging yea moreover the bonds of imprisonment for they were stoned they were sown asunder were tempted were slain with the sword they wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins being destitute afflicted and tormented of whom the world was not worthy they wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens of caves all these have attained a good report through faith. Receive not the promise. Talking about the Holy Ghost. God having provided some better thing for us. That they without us should not be made perfect. How many of y'all know that we have a better covenant this morning. Than all of those that we just read about. We got the new covenant. We got the blood of Jesus Christ, which is the New Testament, the new covenant of God. We got the baptism of the Holy Ghost. We have better promises given to us today than they had back then. But here's the problem, church. They had greater faith than you and I have. They had great faith. Their dead was brought to life again. They walked out of fires untouched. They shut the lion's mouth. Come on, somebody. Faith believes, faith speaks, and faith acts. The gospel writers, I've noticed as I was reading this and preparing for this message and looking at Hebrews chapter 11, the gospel writers didn't think that disobedience was worth writing about. If the gospel writers were writing the gospels today, and if you were in their gospel, they would not write about your defeat. 
They would not write about your doubt and your unbelief. They only wrote and respected faith. They wrote about faith and they respected faith. They did not respect doubt. So we read about the people that had great faith. And the Lord just kind of dropped this in in my spirit is I wonder how many people, how many people were on their on their beds because we read about people that were on their on their deathbed, read about people that were paralyzed. and, And Jesus said, take up your bed and go home. But what we don't read about is the ones that Jesus said, pick up your bed and go home. And they look up at him and say, I can't, I'm paralyzed. We don't read about those people. Oh, but brother, everybody Jesus talked to picked up their bed and went home because they all obeyed God. Really? Do you always obey God? Hello? You see, we will read the Bible and we will make some assumptions that are not true. You can read the Bible and you think that Jesus' ministry was just so great that everybody who heard Him responded in faith and they would respond in faith and they would simply do what Jesus told them to do. Amen? And we think that because we read that in the Scriptures and we assume things. But that's not true. We also read where Jesus went back to His home church. And when He went back to His home church, what happened? He could not do mighty works because of their unbelief. He could not do mighty works because of their unbelief. So I assure you, even though I was not there, But I have studied human nature for a long time. And I assure you, there was people that Jesus walked up to that said, take up your bed and go home. And they looked at Him and said, I can't. I can't. Amen. There's been some of you that I prayed for and you received instructions and you got healed. There were some of you that did not receive instructions and nothing changed in your life. So I know this is true in the Bible time too. So I wonder, we don't know, because like I said, the gospel writers didn't think it important to document those that were in unbelief, but only document those that were in belief. I'm going to give you something to write down and we're going to close this up today. Write this down. Faith plus action equals miracles. Faith plus action equals miracles. If you want a miracle, then there's two main ingredients you must have. You must have faith that God is not only able to perform that miracle, but that God wants to perform that miracle. Because if you don't believe that God wants to perform that miracle, then it won't happen. But when you have faith that God wants to perform the miracle that there is faith in God's Word, then you've got the faith. The second thing you need and you must have is action. We must have action. Hello, I'm up here. I'm up here, people. We must have action. Without action, there's no miracle. Without faith, there's no miracle. You can have all the action you want, but if you don't have faith in it, you're not going to get your miracle. You can have all the faith you want, but with no action, guess what? You still don't get your miracle. Faith plus action equals miracles. Sister Jan, can you come on and play something for us, huh? Let's all stand to our feet this morning. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Faith believes. Faith speaks. And faith acts. Faith believes. Faith speaks. And faith acts. Come on, say it with me. Faith believes. Faith speaks. And faith acts. Faith believes. Faith speaks. And faith acts. I believe. I speak. And I act. I believe. I speak. And I act. Because faith believes. And faith speaks. And faith acts. Father, I, I ask you this morning, Lord, as we've given them your word. Father, as we've wrapped up this series today on faith. Father, I pray that somebody will take this word home with them. That somebody, Lord, will begin to resonate your holy word on the inside of them, Father. Lord, that somebody, Lord, will begin to activate their faith. Father, I pray right now for those that are struggling with their jobs. Lord, that they will speak words of faith to their jobs right now. Father, I pray for those that are having problems at home and, and they need peace in their families and peace at home. Lord, we speak words of faith this morning in the name of Jesus to those problems. Lord, I pray that they will begin to activate their talking with their faith, Lord. And they will begin to activate their acting with their faith, Lord. And they will begin to perform your word. Lord, they begin to act on your word and do what your word says to do. Father, I pray this morning that we move past just being a hearer of God's word and move to an area of performing God's word. That we move to a place of performing God's word right now, Father. In the name above every name. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said, Amen, Amen. Now, Sister Jan is playing and you want to stand in the gap for somebody, come on, we'll anoint you with oil, we'll believe God with you. If you've got sickness in your body and you want to believe God for healing, come on, we'll anoint you with oil. Let me, let me talk, as we're talking about this, let me remind you of something. There was a story about Jesus praying for somebody for healing in his eyes. And Jesus prayed for that person. And, and, and he opened his eyes and the Lord asked him, he said, what do you see? He said, Lord, I see men tall as trees. Now let me ask you something. He was blind first. And then Jesus prayed. Then he saw men tall as trees. Did he get his healing? Did he get his healing? Yes, but it wasn't complete. Then Jesus prayed for him the second time. It's the only time in scriptures I see Jesus pray for anybody two times. But he prayed for him the second time and his eyes were open and he was completely healed. He was completely restored and could see as well as anybody could see. Now you know me, I, I question when I read said, Lord, what, what's happening right here? Why did, why did it take you two prayers and how come he didn't get healed the first time? Remember, Jesus always said, based on your faith. He took a woman with the issue of blood, based on your faith. Everywhere he went, he said, based on your faith. He told a Roman soldier, based on your faith. The man had faith, but he also had doubt too. 
So Jesus had to pray for him two times. Jesus' faith was perfect. Jesus had no doubt. Amen? Can we agree on that? So he prayed for him two times. This is what I'm telling you. Some of you come up for prayer one time, we'll anoint you with oil, and you'll leave out of this church, and you're still sick. You're still battling. What we fail to do is keep coming back. We need to learn to keep coming up and getting prayed for. I don't care if it takes every Sunday for an entire year until I have to go buy five or ten bottles of olive oil to anoint you. You need to come until you receive the full manifestation of your healing. You need to keep coming until you finally get it all. Because it's a faith bill. It's a faith battle. And it's a faith bill. Amen? Now that I've said that, if anybody needs prayer this morning, you come for prayer, brother. Anybody else coming for prayer? Won't y'all come? We'll not you at all. You know, I told you I'd be right now for that. Go to work and So I went through this about six years ago. They say I got AFib, got a, a vein, a artery that looks like a raggedy hole in the bridge way hit the plane. So I've not been through all this, but I speak to it every day. I speak to my heart every day. Amen. I go through all these tests again, wear a heart monitor, do all them things. It's going to come out of Texas. It's going to come out of Texas. Y'all hear that? What just happened? Faith spoke. Faith believes. Faith speaks. Now he's acting on the faith. Amen? How many of y'all believe that Brother Al's going to get a negative report? We just hands the faith this way. We're going to pray right now. We're going to anoint the Lord. We're going to pray. I need your faith to join with me. Come on. Negative report. Good report. Totally healed. Don't need all that medication we've been talking about. Come on, come Woo, did y'all hear that? They prayed about coming off mess. He's already coming off a couple of them. God is doing it, brother. Yes, he is. Father, in the name of Yeshua, we speak to this heart, oh God. Lord, we speak faith. We speak healing in the name of Jesus. Lord, you said your word. You give us a heart of flesh and a heart of stone. Father, we ask you for complete healing right now to manifest in his body. Complete healing in his heart right now. His heart will beat normally in the name of Jesus right now. Let his pulse be normal. Let the blood flow normal right now in the name of Yeshua. In the name of Jesus, we stand against any obstacles. We stand against anything that hinders him from receiving. We speak words of faith right now in the name of Jesus. And we fully expect a good report that comes from the doctor mouth right now. In the name of Jesus we pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. How many of y'all here today are tired of your sinus problems? Get in line. I mean, y'all, but God can heal sinus. <coughs> My Lord, God can heal a, head, a headache. He can heal a sinus problem. If He can heal cancer, He can surely heal a sinus problem. Am I right? He can heal a sinus problem. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Y'all reach this way. Reach those hands of faith. Father, in the name of Yeshua, 
In the name of Jesus, Father, right now, we believe God, the words of faith. Go to his brother right now, Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus, as I got my hands upon the way to the Lord, touch him, Lord. We rebuke those sinuses in the name of Jesus. We rebuke that sinus infection. We command that infection in the sinuses to leave. We speak to the sinus and we command it to be healed in the name of Jesus. We speak to that virus. We command it to be healed in the name of Jesus. For virus to leave its sinuses, therefore healing to manifest in his body. We give you praise, holy God, right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yes. Hallelujah. How many of y'all got anxiety problems? Come on, get in line. Angel battles with anxiety from time to time, and they have physical manifestations that come out of you. You know, sinuses can, can, can come out and make you think you're having a heart attack. You're just having a, a, a you're just having a problem here. You just got anxiety going on. Jesus. Amen. How many of y'all got God can heal anxiety? Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we ask you to complete healing in your mind right now. We speak to this anxiety problem. We command you to be pulled up by the roots. We command you to pull up by the roots and be cast into the sea. In the name of Jesus, right now. In the name of Yeshua, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, right now, God. In the name of Jesus. Oh, we speak peace. We speak peace. The devil wants to break torment. We speak peace. The devil wants to break confusion. We speak peace. Peace in the name of Jesus, right now. Oh, we give you praise for that peace. God, give her stomach, Lord, that she can eat anything she wants right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, that she can eat what she wants in the name of Jesus right now. Let a complete healing be restored in her stomach, God. We know that the God that has been removed, that God, you can bring a complete healing in her stomach, Lord. That there's nothing she cannot eat in the name of Jesus right now. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah.
in the name of Jesus. We rebuke you, devil of suicide. We rebuke you, devil of drugs. We rebuke you, devil of addiction right now. And we command you to leave his body. We command you to leave his body right now. Leave that room. Leave that hospital. Leave his home. Leave in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Yeshua. Oh, we will not listen to the devil. We will not listen to the darkness. But we will only listen to the words of faith. And we will speak words of love and words of comfort and words of faith over him right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You agree with me? You only speak words of love in him. You don't condemn him. You don't talk about these things. You speak words of love. You show him the love of Christ. Because it's through that love that you show him that he will finally see him. But he can't see him through words of anger and frustration. It's very easy to get frustrated during these times. When it comes to family, the words of love are more important. So push all those things aside and show love. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. You know what? Shut up. Yes. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut we have a bad habit in Georgia when people have a sinus problem. We say, welcome to Georgia. Don't we? That's just something we have to put up with because we live in Georgia. Don't we say that? Or am I the only one? No, we say that. Why do we say that? Because the devil's trying to get us to accept it. We need to stop trying to accept it and learn to rebuke it. Amen? In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, right now, we speak of his sinuses. We speak of the sinuses in the name of Jesus. We anoint those sinuses. We command that virus to leave. We command the sinuses to dry up in the name of Jesus. Set my sister free. Set her voice free. Set her free in the name of Jesus. Those sinuses drained in the name of Jesus. Right now, we command the pressure to leave. The pressure to leave in the We can speak to the sinuses, we speak to the virus, and we command you to line up according to God's word in Jesus' name. Be gone in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come here, TC.
Jesus come to me when I was in my deepest sins. But it didn't leave you. He said, He won't leave you where you find yourself. He'll love on you. Now, the difference between me and the Lord, if it was up to me, I'd take my Bible, some big tick when I got it home, and I'd just go around and hit people over the head with it and make them act right. But it sounds like a good idea, don't it? Jesus don't do that. Jesus will just simply tug on you. You feel a little tug in your heart every now and then. Walk this way. Come this way. Come on, let's go to church. Come on, let's turn that music off. Come on, let's sit down and have a little stuff. Let's sit down and have a little prayer. Come on, come on, pray. You just gently pull on him. Many times we just sit there and we'll know he's pulling and we'll just ignore him. But the Lord keep on coming back. You see, the Lord's pulling on you. That's why you're here. Let's pray for you. Read after me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I repent of all my sins. Lord, I want to walk close to you. I want to feel God stepping in my heart. Thank you.